0: Issues. Hi, it's a Fallout Boy cover band. Hello.
1: Greetings. Hello. We're officially
0: recording, so let's not mess up. Okay.
1: So our official podcast is the one that the least people listen to. Then, right? That's right. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, we did. Are my (laughs) on our Spotify thing? We have quite a few listeners. Thank you all for listening. I, I sent did. that to you. Don't act like you're you surprised. I just, I, <laughs> yeah, really.
1: I didn't know it was more than the uh, than the other. Families.
0: Um, that I don't know. I would have to run some numbers that I'm not
1: probably going to do. Yeah, so well, there you go.
0: Because it's that point between uh, the holidays, like this stretch I of. Thought the you were
1: going to say the point between caring and not caring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's this stretch of the year where, like, you pretend you're doing stuff, but you're really not because you're <laughs> you're over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just like that. Can wait till January. Isn't that so. what you do
1: anyway when you're self-employed? And I ask you to do stuff. No, wow. just kidding. Just, play it, just play it. Wow.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway,
1: I was working really hard to make that come out, and it almost, almost just dropped it entirely. So you got there. You're welcome.
0: You got there. So <laughs> we're in our third week of Advent,
1: and our hundredth week of idiocy. So probably longer
0: go. than that. We've been doing this for a long time. So third week of advent
1: how long have we been doing this
0: um at least four years it's
1: true because we did start in the other building i've yeah. been here for more than two
0: maybe closer to five i'll look i'll look wow. it up maybe we should have a wowzers five-year anniversary special nice with special guests you mean
1: where we do things right or something
0: no oh. that would be out of character
1: <laughs> nobody would know it was nobody us would,
0: yeah. they'd be like who is this what is this podcast
1: welcome to the home of professional podcasting. So. What are we doing today?
0: It's our third week of Advent.
1: It is the third week of Advent, isn't it?
0: What child is this?
1: Hmm. We should uh, we child should explore <laughs> that and see if we can understand a little better the Christ that came. We should. As we've been <clears throat> working through this, we we looked, well, did we miss the first week? I was ill. Or we missed last week.
0: We missed last we week. Last I week. was ill
1: my son was ill and that? then i was ill no so we, we were here for the week before we did we've we've actually podcasted during yeah. during advent so mm-hmm. <laughs> so we started by looking Merry at looking at the promise of of christ coming that the reality of the promise is ancient but the reality of christ himself is eternal that he um was with god in the beginning and is himself god and uh will will be uh forevermore. and so this comes up through the rest of these things and and it wasn't really my intent. Clearly, it's the Lord's intent in the way uh, we see these these things unfold. Mm. Um, but when we see that promise, that part of that promise is the purpose. You know, the the purpose of Christ that would come and and save His people from their sins. When we look at the at all the messianic prophecies. Purpose is built into that, and so we see in Genesis three, uh, as we uh, talked about previously. So we won't go back to there. But when sin enters the system and the curse comes, uh, in speaking the curse, the Lord also uh, speaks the promise that the mm-hmm. serpent crusher would come and would defeat, uh, would defeat uh, Satan as as he overcomes sin on our behalf. He would he would be wounded, but he would crush the serpent's head, and so that kind of kicked off the the whole uh, promise uh, messianic promise uh, throughout the scriptures, and in in all of this we see the purpose of saving of redeeming his people in it the promise to Abram that uh, all nations would be blessed through his seed through his offspring, and we see in Christ that that is what happens that the gospel has always been open to the Gentiles we see it in in David that that he would reign and and David, as a uh, as a type of Christ in so many ways, uh, was the he was the the victorious warrior king uh, who conquers the enemies on behalf of the Lord. So described as a man after God's own heart, uh, and so despite his sin, as David fulfilled that that role partially. Christ fulfills in, uh, that role perfectly. Uh, we see that that the saving element, that there's this constant element in, in Israel's history of a savior. The, the the judges, the kings, that would come in and would save them. It's always God saving through them, uh, but this picture of uh, of saving Israel was a pretty big deal, and so um, the other thing that's a big deal that's woven throughout all of that is what we look at this week uh, with God's presence. So this week, as we focus on presence, we see that the Christ is God, and that that's really kind of the, the essence of it. Uh, we're building this out of uh, the the end of Matthew 1, this whole series. We've been kind of following Matthew's uh, gospel for the advent as he starts out. Uh, it, Matt, the point of Matthew's gospel really is to identify Christ as the Messiah and specifically in that role of king so that he is the, the king from David's line and, and Matthew starts out in chapter one with this genealogy tracing Christ back to David and back to Abraham uh, to Abraham and so uh, Abram when the promise starts but Abraham as as we would all know him so then as as he comes through all those generations uh, the focus is that Christ was always coming he was he was always promised and then we see the angel uh, say to Joseph uh, in Matthew 121 that you will name this child, as he explains that it's going uh, to be a unique child. You can trust Mary. Mary didn't do anything wrong. She's uh, conceiving this child from the Holy Spirit. And in, in uh, 121, he says you'll name him Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. And Jesus is the Greek form of Joshua or Yeshua, meaning God is our salvation or God saves. And so Jesus is coming with that purpose. And and directly after that, in fulfillment of the prophecies, looking back to Isaiah and his prophecy at that time, dealing with with their current events, but also looking forward to the Messiah, uh, as we see this law of double fulfillment come in. uh, We see in in, uh, 22 and 23, really, is where the verses come up. So right on the heels of you'll name him Jesus, we see that he'll be called Emmanuel. And So um, actually, I can go ahead and read that text uh, for you. I'll, I'll read 18 to 25. So um, we see Matthew recording it this way. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because jo- this is exactly what the angel had foretold. Uh, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Betrothal was a bit more than mm-hmm. than what we would understand engagement to be. Uh, this is a legal binding uh, covenant as well. It's not the full um, marriage, and there's no consummation of it, and, and uh, living together, and so on. But there is uh, there's a commitment uh, to one another. So he had in mind to divorce her quietly, wanted to try to protect her from public disgrace verse 20 but after he had considered this an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream and said joseph son of david again emphasizing that that davidic line joseph son of david do not be afraid to take mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the holy spirit she will give birth to a son notice the the specificity here you don't have ultrasounds but Mm -hmm. but god is saying she's going to give birth to a son and you are to give him the name jesus because he will save his people from their sins Purpose, this redemption. All this took place, verse 22, to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So his name, his proper name is Jesus, Yeshua, but he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. And as we see this, it goes on in verses 24 and 25. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and she gave him the name Jesus. So this picture of Emmanuel, God with us, has to do with presence. And that, um, for those who are following us uh, in our journey through the book of Numbers, That's been the theme, Mm -hmm. you know, so the the people are, uh, they don't rely on God's, they don't trust God's promise. They want God's promise. They want the blessings, but they don't trust what he says. And so because they don't trust what he says, imagine this, you don't trust God and you have uncertain circumstances. You see giants in the land. Oh no, fear and anxiety. So fear and anxiety dominate us when we don't trust God's promises. We can know them, but if we don't trust them, we don't choose to lean into them which is absolutely a choice, it's not about feelings, it's a choice, then we will tend to go our way, and in so doing, we reject the presence of God. It's his personhood that the promises rely on. And so everything that we see in the gospel, the, the promise of Messiah, the, uh, the purpose of Messiah, uh, the presence of God in Messiah, all of these things uh, are, are, are hinging on this personal relationship with him, so the the promise uh, to save his people from their sins means you have to be his people. You have right. to be part of this family, which is something that every person, even in the Old Testament, every person had that option. It, Israel was the chosen people, and the only way to come to God was through Israel. And now the only way, I mean, it was then too, but that was pre-Christ, so it's pointing toward Christ. The only way for us to have a relationship with God the Father is through the Son, through Mm -hmm. Jesus. That hasn't changed. It's always been grace. But what we often leave out is the Gentiles, the nations, they were able to, at any time, renounce, repent, turn from their ways, renounce their their pagan religion, renounce their old life, and become Jews. Mm-hmm. They could they could do that. And we see even in uh, in Numbers that there are a number of people who came along with them who were not fully part of the nation, mm-hmm. but came along because they recognized there was a blessing. I think, just a little sidelight, I think that happens to a lot of us, where we become kind of the hangers-on. Sure. We want to be around church. We want to be God-adjacent because we want to get a little splash of the blessing. We want to get what he gives us but we don't want to give up our own stuff. Right. And and a lot of times that's pleasure and uh you know prosperity and stuff we want to chase after. But a lot of times also it's our it's our pain. We don't mm-hmm. want to give up our pain. Mm-hmm. I've been wounded. I've been hurt. And I don't want to let go of that. It becomes
0: becomes part of your identity. It
1: does. And and so I often tell myself I want to let go of that, but I don't. I often tell myself I forgive somebody, but I don't. I'm still holding on to that. And I can maybe, you know, get through it. We can have a polite conversation, but it's there and Mm -hmm. just waiting to come up. Forgiveness is one of those things I have to do over and over again. Trusting God's promises is something I have to do over and over again. Every day I have to choose to, to then again... Over and over, say, Lord, I'm yours. Save me. If you're not doing this, I, I can't. There is no hope for me other than this. I have to change Facebook. This is going to drive me nuts. Okay. That's a little better. <laughs> um, uh, we adjusted it and, and then we come back to it and it looks different. I don't know why. It was driving me crazy. So, sorry, Facebook. So, yeah. anyhow, uh, you know, it, it's this constant, ongoing decision to rest in the presence of God. Right. And so as we kind of walked through this... Some days
0: that feels easier than
1: others. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to tell you, I'm not sure it's ever really easy. Mm-hmm. But that I think you said it right. Some days it feels easier. Some days, you know, I feel closer to God. But what I'm discovering more and more the older I get, because I feel closer to God, doesn't mean I am sure. closer to God. Sure, He is here and and he's on my side. And so when I feel that presence... That's awesome. But I'm not any closer to him than I was when I felt like he was nowhere around. His promises are still just as valid. His person is still uh, to be trusted. And and if I don't, that's really not a a reflection of the relationship. It's a reflection of the fellowship according to my decision. Uh, It's it's a little bit like, um, you know, when you're when you're married and things are going poorly in, in any given moment. And if you've been married for more than five minutes, you know that things often go poorly. That's just how it works. But I'm no less married right. than than when everything is awesome. When we're at the restaurant on a romantic evening and you know, we got some string quartet playing and and candles. Oh, that would and, make
0: me feel so awkward. And and,
1: and and you know, Italian food and all this kind of stuff. Um, that's great. And and then the two dogs are eating the spaghetti until they kiss, right? Because Lady and the Tramp.
0: Those so, meatball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's never wrong to go to Lady in the Tramp. I'm just gonna point that out. Old Disney, best Disney, always. So as we're as we're thinking about that, I'm not less married or more married, whether we're there or paying bills or having a fight. But how I handle that can really be an issue. And so, you know, the old uh, the old adage that, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It can, and it can also make you forget what it felt like to be together. So all of these things about feelings, they're very misleading. It's not that they're not valid and worthwhile in various aspects. God made us feeling people, so it can't be invalid, but they need to be kept in their place. Our feelings can't be drivers. Uh, they, They need to be servants to us, not, not masters. And, uh, when we're talking about the presence of God, the Christ who came is God in the flesh, present with his people. So because Jesus came and is coming again, which we'll get to next week, because Jesus came, we know that God is not off in the distance somewhere detached, but he is actively engaged in our lives. That's, it's who he is. He's with us. He's a part of us uh, when we are in Christ. But we don't get to have that, his people with us relationship just by existing we're not not born children of god we are given the right to become children of god by receiving christ in faith when we trust him when we when we take hold of him and believe in his name as as uh, so many of the passages would say That's when we are adopted, to use the language of Ephesians 1. That's when we're adopted to be his his children. We're united to Christ. We're given the exact same, this is the nature of adoption. We are given the exact same standing as his begotten son. We, in Christ, have the exact same standing before God the Father as Jesus Christ himself. And that is not dependent. Our salvation isn't dependent on our works. Mm-hmm. Our standing before Him isn't dependent on our works. But when we get sideways of where we're supposed to be, what does a good parent do? Right. Good parents going to discipline you to to bring you back, not to crush you, not because well I'm done with you. I, you know you've blown it too many times. That's not good parenting. And God is a perfect Father. So when my children all of mine but one are grown when my children do wrong things it's my responsibility as a parent to do whatever it takes to bring them back right which sometimes means introducing we talked about this in our parenting class uh stacy's son george was just dedicated at at church this week along with many others and And i totally held it together (laughs) i thought you did great you know I, I had a hard time holding that together, but anyway, the in the process of this, we went through this discipleship oriented parenting class because we want to make sure that we understand what we're actually committing to with this. But part of that is that we have we have a responsibility as parents to prioritize discipline for our children because that's what love does. And in this process of discipline, we are teaching them the way of the Lord. We're teaching them the fear of the Lord. We're teaching them the love of the Lord so that they can understand through proper discipline, that standards matter more than feelings, right. and that our father always loves us even when we mess up. And we get to teach that to our children when our discipline is rational, not raging. You know, that that's kind of a big difference. When I when I punish my child because I'm angry, you've just, you made me mad, you broke my favorite lamp and you know, all these kinds of things. My grandmother gave me that lamp and I'm going to be really upset. That's not discipline. Mm-hmm. That's anger lashing out. God doesn't handle us that way. Even though he uses the language of anger and every parent is going to feel angry with their children, if you think you don't, you're lying to yourself or you don't have children because you're going to have that. We have feelings. Again, feelings need to serve us, not master us. We, We need to be very wise about that. So as we're dealing with all of these things, it all hinges on, just as it did in numbers, as it did throughout Israel's history, it hinges not on the Uh, on the activities, the performance, but on the presence of God, his presence with us and our trusting and attachment to his presence with us. So as we put our hope in his word, in his promises, what we're doing is saying, I trust God's character Mm -hmm. more than my feelings, more than my circumstances, more than the world around me, whatever else is going on. If God said this, I'm going to choose to lean into that. Mm-hmm. If he says he's here, I'm not going to worry about the giants in the land. I'm going to say God is with us. He fights for us, just as Caleb and Joshua did.
0: Well, I've heard, and I'm sure you have even more than me, I've heard both believers and non-believers in, in stressful situations or horrific situations say things like, where was God? Or sure. why didn't God you know, show up here? or Whatever. Is somebody's house burns down or somebody loses a family member where was God in this you know and when somebody's coming at you with that question it's it's hard it's not hard to know the right thing to say but when they're in that state of mind where they're already so just crushed it it can be difficult to be like well he he's here he was here because they're just gonna you know well what did he do you know so that's it's it's like it's not always easy to feel that presence, even for believers no, that's when, right. when difficult things happen and you were talking about that earlier, you know, it's not always about you know feeling the overwhelming you know I, I don't want to call it a weight, but like a good weight, like a yeah. comfort, like a blanket around you of his presence the weighted blanket, the of weighted God. blanket the yeah the heated blanket um so yeah, it's. I've personally felt that way, like, well, why did God let this happen to me? You know, where sure. was he? Where are you, God? I don't feel you. You know, like that's it's it's difficult at times.
1: So why do you think we feel that? So? Oh,
0: no, I didn't expect a question. I'm hoping you can tell me. I mean, because it's because it's a feeling. It's not. When
1: does that happen to you? When when do you get those feelings?
0: When things don't go my way, right. you know. When it's things pretty don't... consistent for all of us, right? right. When know. things don't go the way that I expect them to go, and I've come to a Which point doesn't, now.
1: Doesn't necessarily mean it's happening to you. Right. It might be right. happening to somebody else. Right? Or, you know, why why are so many people dead in that earthquake?
0: Why, right? You know, why, this, why, why is this why happening that? to these children? Yeah. Why yeah. does you know? I'm like, well, man, that's hard God for me to. How could God allow
1: this to go on? Right.
0: And even though I know in my mind, like I get it, it's still like as a human, it's hard to be like, man that's really difficult right. You to, see the yeah.
1: Balenciaga campaign. Right. Why, why doesn't God swallow these people up? Right. You know, these, or why are these
0: of, children starving? Or, or the, why the false this...
1: pastor, the false preacher who's, who's leading people to hell. And you think, right. Lord, where's that lightning now? So, you know, so yeah. Sad...
0: So even as a believer, I definitely have those moments where I'm like, what's happening here? Why? Like,
1: <laughs> So when you feel those things, does that change anything about God?
0: No. And I recognize that completely, but like from a human standpoint of it, it's like, it's a, I have to choose yeah. to say, wait a minute, hold up. It's not based on what I'm seeing or what I'm feeling, you know. And and that's that's
1: a, that's a pretty important thing to recognize in the fact that that you can say that now in the rational moment. Right, but means you're probably not feeling something's going to happen, right and I'm going to be like, where's God? <laughs> Right, <Yeah. laughs> because because that's how we're wired. Right, I and mean, our feelings do. We, you know, we know enough about neural pathways and and. You know the, the various different hormones and chemicals in our in our brain that that we now know what they didn't know during Bible times, and yet what we find out is exactly what God says is, is right. Imagine that. But but these things wash over us when mm-hmm. we get overcome by our feelings. There there are chemical reactions that are taking place inside of our brains um, that affect our thinking and our hearts. And so the what it, it's easy for us to tell people. You know, don't feel that. Don't be sad. Yeah. Um, well, okay, I guess I'll just oh. choose not to say Or don't be angry. Uh, and and one of the things that will that we notice is you that never
0: tell a woman to calm down. By the way,
1: right. yeah, calm down, calm down, people, just calm down. Now that doesn't mean little women shouldn't calm down. The, the, the best answer is don't require being told to calm down.
0: Don't dig a hole here.
1: By the way, men don't like to be calm, told to calm down either, no. but. Because uh, we're all very similar in letting our feelings dominate us, it, it's it's different between men and women, but it's the same. And in the reality of all of this, for every single person, every human, everywhere, I have to choose mm. my thinking. That's the only way that I overcome my feelings. Otherwise, I'm just riding the wave. I'm like a, a cork on Lake Michigan, just bouncing around. Whatever you know, way the waves take me. I, I might be high, I might be low, I might be tossed around. Uh, but I get to decide. I'm not a cork. I'm I'm a boat. I'm, not I'm, a, cork. I'm, I'm a boat with a sail and a rudder right. and a keel that that stabilizes me. Not just in my own flesh, but in the Word of God. I get to decide right. because God's made us rational. He's made us feeling. He's given us emotions, but he's also made us rational. He's given us reason to be able to say, wait, hold up, wait a minute. Something ain't right. This must stop. Mm -hmm. I feel this way, but I recognize that my feelings are misleading me. My feelings are saying God has abandoned me or them or whatever. God is distant or God is not good. God's not involved in this because a loving God, as we define it in our imperfect brains. A loving God wouldn't do that. right? And I have to choose in my rational place, in, in my reason to say, okay, now, if, if the Bible was true before, if God is who he says he is, He's just as much who he says he is now as he was 10 minutes ago before I learned this information or experienced this thing. Things
0: like extreme emotions or anxiety or whatever are going to make that more challenging. It's almost like you have to dig through the dirt to get to that rational part. Right. Uh, And so, yeah, it's obviously more challenging when you're in the throes of something.
1: And and to be honest, none of us want to hear truth when we're in the middle of that. I don't want... If my... If my wife or my husband is just a real jerk, the last thing I want is for somebody to speak reasonably to me and say, "Well, it might not be quite as bad as you think." No, you, you want think. them to you, say,
0: "Yeah, they're a real I mean,
1: jerk." Right? You know, and and they might be a real jerk. Right? You know, probably are because humans are jerks. All of us. The person in my mirror is the biggest jerk I know. That's just reality, and and we don't like reality when it goes contrary to the feelings that we have embraced. Hmm. So then. What, what ends up happening is we let our feelings tell us something that isn't true. God's not here. He's distant. He's far away. He's disengaged. Uh, he doesn't hear me. He doesn't hear me. Right. Uh, or I have to, I have to act a certain way. And if right. I, uh, you know, God is doing this because he's angry with me right. because I sinned. He's or, punishing or, me. You know, I, you know, and I've heard people say things like, you know, I, I, you know, you get in a car accident. Well, I had this opportunity to speak to somebody about Jesus and I didn't. And that's why I had this car accident. Or I missed my devotions today, and that's why I had this car accident. Or, you know, fill in the blanks. There's so many different ways that we, that we do it. Uh, and that's just really bad, flawed, unbiblical thinking. Uh, I get it. I've been there. I wrestle with that myself. Right. And I, I'm preaching this to everybody else. I still go through the same things. And, and we know that Jesus was tempted with this. Even when he's in the garden and felt, you know, like, God, take this from me. Right. I don't want this. Right. But what I really want is your will. So much so that earlier in John, he's like, I don't need food. My food is to do the will of the one that sent me. Those who are in our Wednesday night Bible study and Friday morning Bible study will recognize that because we just talked about it. But anyway, uh, that applies to probably nobody listening. If you listen, if you're part of the Wednesday or Friday morning Bible study and you heard that, mention it in the comments so that we know and we'll give you a mug. Anyway, (laughs) um, as...
0: Trying to think who that would be
1: <laughs> who doesn't already have a mug, but Right. so as we're going through all of the things that we're going through, it's it's very tempting for us to, to, to feel those things, sure. right? And we don't want to deal with rational thought, but that's why we have a written scripture so we can go back to these promises and we can see how this happened. Jesus not only was he tempted toward that in the garden, what does he say on the cross? My right. God, my God, right. why have you forsaken me? Right. He feels those, but he knows that he's right. not forsaken. He knew this plan before he went. We see that clearly uh, told to us. He said it. We see it in the epistles explained. And yet he still had those feelings. But the feelings at no point dominated him and led him to sin. Right. My feelings often dominate me and lead me to sin, and I same. have to repent to that. Same. So at the same time, when we're trying to help somebody through it, which... If you've ever tried to help somebody through their emotions, it's innately hypocritical because right. I don't want that help when I'm going to right. deal with my emotions. And so, you know, there's, there's a, an innate hypocrisy. We always run from hypocrisy. I've got a lot of sins, but I'm not a hypocrite. Yes, you are. You're a hypocrite. Every person is a hypocrite on some level to some extent. And the least hypocritical thing you can do is admit that you're a hypocrite. Anyhow, as we're processing all of this kind of stuff, nobody wants to hear it. And very often, you know, we need to give them space. We need to just let them get through that. Uh, And there comes a time when uh, you and I were talking earlier off camera here about uh, uh, tough love, that sometimes you just have to, you have to say that hard thing that they don't want to hear. And you come off as a jerk. And sometimes a jerkiness might even be needed Mm -hmm. in some cases that don't get too free with the jerkiness, folks. But, you know, that... Sometimes, I like jerky, sometimes no. uh, Emma does too. She just discovered that. It's I very think, expensive,
0: though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We <laughs> Only got a minute left. So uh, better.
1: <laughs> but but no matter what's going on, the the presence of God with us is, is constant. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, this the kind of with us that we see here is not his presence. You know, it's not, you know, God is always present. He's he's omnipresent. So, you know, it, it's it's not that. That's true, that's not what it's talking about. It's a relational with us, a relational presence so that he is not only always present, he's near us, among us, fighting for us on our side. He identifies with us. so the God of heaven lowered himself. He condescended to become one of us, to put on skin, to go through all of the garbage that goes along with being a human. Mm-hmm. And even beneath that, he humbled himself beyond where most of us would ever want to be to death on a cross for us. So it's it's not just being here. It's being here and for us on our side. And we need to remember that because it doesn't change.
0: Okay. We're going to stop there for today. Thank you guys on our audio for listening, but we're going to run out of time there. So I will say, you know how to contact us. <laughs> and be sure to tune into our uh, last week of Advent next week.
1: You've got all that stuff in the... Description yes, so, it, so you can
0: ca- catch us there. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you later.